So I, I started looking into that. So many facial muscles are moving at one time when you're laughing that you're not only making yourself feel better, you're making yourself look better. You're actually moving back to anti-aging. Welcome to the Untied Podcast. Today we are talking to Joan and Jane, the therapy twins. Now, this is really cool because they are bi- I, uh, biological and identical twins that have uh, released a book together. Uh, they've been on multiple podcasts and they have degrees in therapy at like psychiatry. And they came on today to share some of their thoughts on uh, trauma and laughter and how laughter can heal. And I felt that this was the perfect fit for the Untied podcast. So thank you guys for tuning in. Let's jump right into the interview. Personally, like I used to not like like the only time I'd ever been to Florida was like Orlando until this year I was in Naples and Naples made me really like Florida. Yeah, we hear that a lot. Um, But I had. uh, So what are your guys? Do you like the warmer weather? Do you like the experiencing all four seasons? Sure, I like Four Seasons, but really, it's beautiful. I'd have to see it on TV now because I'm forced in Florida. It is really cheaper here. It's cheaper. It's friendlier. Jane, we just met a model today who gave us a few gifts, like a tractor thing on wheels for your groceries and a gigantic fan. It was, yeah. It's incredible. She she apparently didn't need it. Yeah. But um, I we don't. What we don't like in Florida is the four months and it's coming to an end of that hurricane season because it's um so hot it's gross. You're indoors oh. mostly. But the rest, you know, I, we're 62 now and I don't ever have to go in the snow. You know, I don't have to say, oh, isn't that beautiful? I don't have to see a red leaf. We've seen it. We've no. been mm-hmm. we late. We made snow angels as kids. We've done it. And my sense of smell is like a dog and it's very uncomfortable. When, like I can't go to certain places in the world because it's it would get ugly. I, I smell too much. You know? And the roads, I don't smell too much, but I, my, I smell. The roads. Yeah. Let nice us start too. the fucking podcast. No. Oh, wait, I call you if we want to. Is it Jackson? <laughs> no, you guys can filibuster. I love this. Oh, Jack <laughs> from a movie. Oh, we'll call you Jack. If it, it was from a series, and even my ex-husband got really mad. He's like, "Where's this Jack coming from?" So every morning we go, "Good morning, Jack," and it's because the the president at the time had a Louisville, Kentucky accent. Or t- she was from Tennessee or Kentucky. And you could hardly tell as she was speaking, except when she said the guy's name, Jack, you know, it was like (laughs) Jack. And so we can't stop saying it. We love it. Which series is that? Uh, 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, (laughs) I love that show. I used to, my parents watched it, uh, you know, when I was younger and they, so I would sit through it. And I recently, when they did the reboot or whatever with the new guy, uh, we went through and we binged the whole series and then Redemption and all that. So, yeah, no, I love that show. I love now um, Better Call Saul. Oh, okay. So I actually am still working on Breaking Bad, which is hard because everyone, no one wants to talk about Breaking Bad anymore because it's been off the air for so long. I know. So, so I feel like I'm like, so like I did that with a couple of them, like Prison Break and a couple that I was just like, I was like, okay, you know, like everyone that I was like, hey, have you seen this? They're like, you mean the show that got off there eight years ago? Yeah, I've seen it. Like, was disco going around? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know some people are going to rewatch Breaking Bad after they're done with Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. Well, and I guess so. This is the last season of Better Call Saul, correct? 
Yeah, we're bummed because he makes me laugh every night. I love him. In fact, Jane makes fun of me with her son. She's like, I guess Saul does something illegal and I shouldn't be liking it. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm so glad, you know, that he did that. Because like, she's me. proud of Saul I for am. some of his antisocial <laughs> behavior. It's oh, terrific. I have to use a tissue. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're ready. Sorry about that. No, 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 you're good. Um. So how long, so I was reading through your bio on Matchmaker, which is how I found you guys. Well, you guys, you guys sent me a message. Oh, um, <laughs> I know that's, that's how I was with my co So like we were very, uh, I was always, he was like, what is Matchmaker? Did you sign us up for a group dating website? <laughs> He'd get all the emails, but uh, I, um, so I saw your guys' message and I was like, you guys have such a cool story. So you guys are like a, like a joint therapist. Kind we, of like tag team. Yeah, and be licensed. Hello. Yeah. So what we did was rules. we did a lot of um, therapy, individual and couples and whole, whole families together. And then only one could bill it. It was terrible. So now that we're not in that profession anymore because we're older and we wanted to get out. Oh, um, and I got in trouble. Yeah. I mean, and I don't care. If it's I, and I did too, but I was just waiting for the other ball to get me in trouble further. So yeah. I wanted to get out yeah. before they scathed. My yeah. rep. Yeah. Anyway. We're, we're more like Saul than definitely um, than Jack, I guess. Oh, no, we're like Jack, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we love violence in movies, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I'm in Chicago, and, you know, you get a little bit of mix of the other violence, too, like the real life shit. So it's definitely better in movies, I'll tell you that. Um, but it does work better. One person and the two of us, because we were a little bit of a comedy routine as well. And they, the person got two perspectives because in our relationship, it's a little, you know, in every relationship, there'll be, you know, a dominant in this or a dominant in that. And I was more male yet her words meant something to me because she's the older twin. And when I heard him, it was almost like I had to stand it and then salute her and we'd go with that. And then I'd get angry and scream <laughs> a lot of men. So, <laughs> so, so you guys kind of moved to, I saw on your website, you guys do a lot of podcasts. Um, have you guys ever thought about like starting your own? You guys are hilarious already. And we're only five minutes into this. Think about it, but something is wrong. <clears throat> We've got to base it on the, <laughs> you know, the, the, the planetary alignment when we were born or something. It, it, we just can't seem to do it like this ad lib. Like we, we, what happens is, is Jane doesn't think I'm funny because I am a comedian most of the time, but she can't be funny 24 seven. She literally gets oh, up, yeah. throws something off the couch and says, I'm done. Yeah. This is fucking boring. So yeah, we have a hard time doing it ourselves unless there's a third, a third person, person that's at least whispering a question or something in our ear. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we definitely found that too. So that's why we ended up with this kind of format where we interview and talk to people. Right. Uh, so you guys were in Connecticut, partially in Connecticut currently. Yep. You're now in Florida. You guys are loving it, living the life, uh, looking at palm trees all day. <laughs> um, but so moving from there to like, what are the biggest differences do you think? Like, cause you guys are still East coast, but you guys oh. are the Southern coast. Oh, uh, I see a, a nice, well, besides those roads, right. I see a difference in that. I am thrilled with my fellow, uh, human being neighbors, neighbors somehow that in Florida, a lot of people don't have car insurance and a lot of people don't have health insurance. 
And in Connecticut, it's a little embarrassing to admit that, but here it's the norm. And I say right on my brother here. What I was going to say, though, is the difference for me is people are friendlier here. Um, They don't look at you odd if you want to talk. And being twins, you know, in Connecticut, it was, why are you dressed the same? What is your problem? What's the matter? Aren't you an individual over here? We almost get the waves from a concert where we live just because we're here dressed like there's women of all ages and colors. It's a little odd for us. And they're younger than we are. And they'll say you two are adorable. And they're acting as if we're the little young girls, but they Florida loves twins that are dressing alike. We can't go grocery shopping without getting stopped. And really they love it. All we need is the paparazzi. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, like if you can find that, like, area in the world that like, you know, you feel like you fit more than wherever you were originally put on the planet. So are you guys originally from Connecticut? Yes. Yeah. Uh, So like born and raised. Unfortunately. Me, no, of course we are. Yeah. Well, okay. So do you guys ever like feel like the other ones in your head because you guys are twins? So I'm not a twin. I don't know anything about twins. So I think that's partially why I was so interested in your guys' story. Well, good, because it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I was the twin, younger, this is Joan, where anything that happened to Jane, I I literally felt it. So I had uh, aches and pains or I had uh, morning sickness when she was pregnant. People would ask with uh, cards, deck of cards, um, they would ask Jane in another room what card I oh, pick a number. Yeah, she pick it. I pick a card, and nine out of ten times I think she got it. Yeah, right. and I would get it right, and it scared me. And then I used to do. I, it wasn't just Jane. I had a lot of dreams of dead people, <laughs> and it wasn't fun at all. And Jane, being spiritual, said, "Well, why don't you just tell them to come visit me?" <clears throat> and I did one night, and then it didn't go well for her either. But the twin thing is, I could pretend to be Jane. I did something ignorant or stupid in New Haven once. And they knew who I was. And they said, well, which one are you, Jane or John? And I'm John. And I went, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one that's afraid of people throwing her under the bus. She threw me right. No problem. They threw right yeah, under. That's what an old four I heard. Yeah. At that point, you're like, well, it's uh, it's the, when it's turned around, it's not as bad. So you guys also, did I see that you guys wrote a book together? Yes. Yes, we did. Ooh, that was a tough. lot of arguments there. Real tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what ended up happening with that happening with that is um, we actually got a little bit better because it was a healthy-ish style book. And it's really small, ADHD friendly. And we come out with our own mental illness. You know, as former therapists, it's, uh, as a therapist, you can't really come out they with it. Frown they frown upon, upon it. it. Which hey, at change. least in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, and that should totally change because AA works and they always come out with it. And your primary care doctor is definitely going to say, oh, yeah, I had a heart attack as well. Or I broke my arm, you know, in the 50s or whatever, if old white men are still around from and, that era. And then the other thing is it's so hard to get better, especially if there's um, work involved and the assignment that, you know, you're going ho, but nobody gets up to do the work. So we came up with the uh, simplest. Yes. That even uh, techniques, <clears throat> even a sloth could do because we, it, we were only coming up with stuff that we would do. And we wouldn't do most things. So um, and that in there is the, the beginning of healing. Yeah. Therein lies it. Yeah. We have a, our second book because we found out about the arguing. Um, it, the second book is the ego has landed. Yeah. 
And yep. if you're old enough, that's the eagle has landed when we went to the moon. It was yep. a big deal. If you don't know that, that's the spinoff. We probably should pick a more youthful title. Oh my no, God. no, no, no. But I think it's uh, I think it's really cool because it has like the whole you know psychological you know id ego, and um, yeah. Well, what's the other one? Id ego. Super super, super ego. ego super ego. So like you know it has that connotation to it. Um, yeah, I did a lot of research with um, a couple institutions out here, like uh, like kind of self-help, but empowering yourself and doing things like that. And I actually still might be one of the youngest people to have ever gone through that program. I, I think I was 14 when I went through it. And I was just surrounded by people in like their 40s and 50s that were like trying to be reborn. And I was like, I haven't really done it the first time. So I'm like kind of just learning as we go. Um, and like we would have like group sharing things and people would be talking about this awful trauma, which I know you guys deal with um, <clears throat> or talk about it a lot. And um, I people would be talking about this awful trauma that they went through. And I'd be like, the worst thing is like sometimes my parents get mad at me for not like picking up my room. Like that was like the worst of it at that point. And like, it was like all these different um, things, just like seeing people from like different countries come in and talk about things they dealt with in order to get here. And I was just like, mm, I think I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm good. But they would always get mad at me for being funny. Oh, so, because oh. they'd be like, what, what are you hiding? You're hiding something. Well, I'll tell you, being the comedian and even as a therapist, um, at some point, we actually had a secretary. We were doing well. You plan for your retirement is what I want to say to young people. So you're doing well. Don't spend it all. Anyway, because otherwise you'll be in Florida over here with us <laughs> sharing an apartment. Oh, my God. I had my own. Anyway, they used to say there's too much laughing coming from your office. And there were clients of mine that... We did. We laughed pretty much for 45 minutes and they'd get up and say thanks, you know, as if they just paid in the to see a comedian. But as I watch all the comedians, they do have a high suicide um, risk. And the other thing is Jimmy O'Lang said it and I thought, wow, he just opened me up. He just tore me up. He said, like every comedian, you, you're bullied. And you find a way to make that bully laugh. No one ever bullies you again. And I was thinking about it, what we went through when we were little. And, you know, teachers used to get to hit back then. And at that point, not enough because the bullies were, wow, Mr. Lyons body slammed one of them. Thank you very much. So that we didn't get literally burned with a cigarette. And the girl got it worse, Laura, that poor thing. She used to get hit and pinched and stuff. So anyway. Um, there was too much laughing. So what I want to say is you can do both. You can laugh your way to heal because laughter is the best medicine physically, but emotionally, Jane had the funniest story. One of her clients who never laughed came in because there's science now, big deal. Science is all, you know, hypothesis and we'll eventually prove that. But God, I mean, we prove it and then it changes. But tell me your button, that client. It was hilarious. Before I tell you about the client, can I just say that the rumor around the junior high school of Mr. Lyon's girlfriend yeah. her, was Miss Wolf. So that in itself was yeah. like either some kind of weird destiny trick. The whole school, I think, was on candid camera. Anyway, are you talking about 
the kid who came in who didn't laugh and then researched uh, it. Oh, yeah, he, found, he researched it. Yeah. And he was trying because he suffered from trauma, but it presented as, you know, severe depression. And what he did was he said, Shane, I came up with a new coping skill. And I'm like, that's great. What is it? And he said, I am going to laugh. <laughs> I think it was for three minutes, five minutes or something every single day because of the benefits of laughter. Hmm. You know where he is now? In a, like off some tro on a tropical island, living the life. You know, there's something about lucky people. It's their thought process. Because I have been so unlucky, and now that I'm flipping to the glasses half full, it's interesting. It takes a really long time, but once it starts, so you feel lucky, and then. The second you have a fight with your sister over absolutely nothing, mm. you know, some little things that aren't so cool start happening again. So but she didn't tell you how he laughed. Like he, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> like it was oh, fake yeah. at first. At and, first. And in psychiatry, what's fake at first are positive affirmations or viewing it through a different lens. It's actually mm -hmm. fake at first. And what's AA's? AA says fake, fake it till, it you, till make you make it. But why in psychiatry we forget, you know, we'll poo-poo a positive affirmation because it's a lie. Fake news. Psychiatry it's fake news. West, <laughs> Western medicine poo-poos yep. anything they didn't come up with. Come on. Right. Right. They came yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with the, I, I want to get more into like the positive effects of laughter. Okay. Because oh, yeah. I saw that all over your website was, yes. you know, laughter is like the healing. And I mean, even uh, Robin Williams would say things like that. Um, I mean, again, he was very depressed and had a bunch of things, but he always knew that he didn't want other people to feel that way. So he made them laugh. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, one day, I mean, we always knew there, there is a neurotransmitters that, that is released. And I can't think of which one because music, it's dopamine, I think. But with laughter, neurotransmitters are released. So the, you're going to be less depressed. Ones, yep. Dopamine is one. Yes. Your facial muscles, I believe there's like 15 of them because I'm into anti-aging. Call me shallow if you want. I don't mind wrinkles, but the sagging look. Yes. Mm -mm -mm. It's like a candle wax or yep. something. Yeah. So I, I started looking into that. So many facial muscles are moving at one time when you're laughing that you're not only making yourself feel better, you're making yourself look better. You're actually moving back to anti-aging. It boosts your immune system. Excuse me very much. Harvard wrote all about that. I don't it know why. It decreases the stress hormones. Decreases the stress hormones. There's so many physiological effects to it. We all should be laughing more instead of I unfortunately cancel cultures canceling up is just a bit too much. It's, you know, you gotta, they're good people do bad things, period. We're all in it together. And, you know, people forget that you can't rise alone. Well, you can a little bit. Good luck with that camel and the needle and the uh -huh. eye uh -huh. and all that. Uh -huh. But we rise together and we would be better together. Look at this. You're better as a therapist. You're better as roommates. You're better as, I knew film uh -huh. film producers uh -huh. that were twins. And I'm talking to them. Yep. So and laughter it breaks the ice and laughter helps. It kind of disarms people to be able to share because if you... Like, think of like the court jester or the clown, you know, they're mocking themselves so that you can feel more comfortable. Right. How about that movie or something where the guy said they're in a bar Go ahead, and the, one of the guys does something so ignorant. I don't know <laughs> if he gets slammed down by a bunch of women, but he says to his buddy, God, fucking do something stupid so that I don't you know, kill myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was really funny. 
<laughs> well, and I think, you know, that makes so much sense what you guys just said, because when I was like <clears throat> in any situation, whether it was college or high school, and I would have to give a presentation on anything, I would always start with a joke. So that way I would like kind of break the tension. It wouldn't just be staring at a sea of people that were just staring back at me and like waiting for me to do something. They'd just be like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm." And I was like watching everyone and it's like, they're just delivering to a silent crowd. And I was like, and I would get up and like, I had a French presentation in high school. And I remember I under my breath said shit. And then I went, pardon my French. And then everyone went and let, and even the teacher laughed because normally she would have been like, that's unacceptable. But I was like, pardon my French. And she goes, all right, go on. And I mean, I got like a C on it still. I wasn't good at all at French. So it was one of those things where I was like, but I was more comfortable to even just flat out fail in French uh, after that little joke because everyone laughed. So I was like, well, no one's expecting much now. So let's go. Well, you know, don't feel badly about that because I just read, um, I didn't read the article, the headline that said the French went that they can detect people that it's not their first language. And they they really have no no time. They'd rather you speak your own your original language than they can rat you out. So, yeah, people said the French are mean. I was in France, and as long as I kept my mouth shut, everyone was real nice to me. When I think about the plane, was almost the plane I got on almost crashed in the Pacific. We had to turn back, and I had to stay over night in France again after that and then get on another plane which was a disaster but and that started Joan's spiritual path I believe yeah I am I I don't I sometimes some days I'm still atheist but yeah on the plane everybody started saying the our father together I thought this is weird and then I became I didn't know any dead people at the time except an uncle that I didn't know if he'd remember me <laughs> and my grandparents I didn't know and they only spoke Italian so I remember saying okie dokie I he said god here we go and <laughs> the lady actually cut my hand by accident she held my hand so tight across the aisles and people were saying, we'll all die together. It was not, it was awful. You know, it was an emergency landing. It's terrible. And Joan, they, they had, um, she had to go down that um, oh, air, the air thing. Air the thing. balloon the thing. Balloon. Oh. It was a real, you had to take it your was a real crash. But when that pilot, oh my God, when he landed that fucking plane, everyone thought he was God. I thought, wow, I did it. I finally met God. He landed it. Our engine it was a three engine plane. One engine caught on fire. They took the gasoline fuel out of the second engine. Yeah. We all saw the gas flying by in the fire. And they said, don't worry, we can fly on one engine. Wow. That was like a roller coaster. I'd never like, oh, that was horrible. So, yeah, I, I didn't uh, pay attention to, you know, you hear all these life lessons on your way growing up. And then I heard that and I would do a standing ovation for a pilot, right? And you think of all the pilots in war, but I, I went out on a date with a guy that was a pilot and his ego hadn't eagle hadn't landed. I was <laughs> I was tilting my head at I'm thinking, who does this gentleman think he is on a first date? But he was a pilot, and you know what? I should have given him a standing ovation. The date would have gone better. Yeah. Pilots and doctors do they do have a big ego. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Doctors, um, there's a lot of talk about with mental health, people using other things than um, like Western medicine, things like microdosing mushrooms and things like that. Do you guys um, look at any of those as 
viable options to help people with extreme depression or anxiety. Absolutely. 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 A lot of people, ourselves included, what we forget is um, when our ancestors went to school and what they did and all the good, because we remember what they didn't do, what they did that didn't work. In the 70s, psychologists were giving their clients um, ecstasy to help them express themselves. Um, my ex-husband was in a government-funded study on THC in Salt Lake City, Utah in the 70s, mm-hmm. early 70s, uh, looking at the psychological effects of that. Um, LSD, I mean, I believe the SSRIs were kind of, you know, yes. there's a multi-transmitter uh, reuptake inhibitor. Um, I may have said that wrong, but a multi transmitter affecting medication that unfortunately doesn't really work that well in psychiatry for anxiety, non-controlled substance, but they definitely, definitely looked at all of that. And, and it mushroom, was on the right track, but mushrooms, mushrooms the re- none of this is working because you got to follow the dollar. Something you have to take every day today, the mushroom, you can take, <clears throat> I know people, they have them and they use them as medicine four or five times um, a month, or somebody said they went two or three months. It works. Marijuana, it works. If you're a social smoker, though, from what I've seen is when you were younger, you actually poo-poo marijuana as a medicine today, which I think is um, a big mistake because it's amazing for all, for your whole body. So I actually, it was cool to watch my mom's opinion change from when I was living there, uh, or at least before I was like 20, And then after I had moved out, moved to Chicago and I'm like, it's legal here, you know? And I was like, here, this is like legal weed. This is what it is. And have her use it. And now she's like, can you give me a little bit more? Like, (laughs) (laughs) so it's, it's definitely cool to like see that. And like people who, where she was like, no, you know, don't, it's legal. You can't use it. It's legal. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of things that are illegal that are, you know, you know, fun, like, but there's not, um, so definitely, you know, to decompress, do stuff like that. I mean, for someone who also doesn't, you know, want to drink, you know, have a couple drinks after work, do that sort of thing. Um, so, uh, things with, you know, Western medicine, you have the mushrooms, which I mean, I've done them a few times. I enjoy them, uh, you know, once every like six months or something like that, just like a mental reset to like, but I mean, I've definitely gone above and beyond what like a microdose would be. I remember one time I was sitting there with my friend and he was like, man, I can't believe people were just like looking at this art. And he's like, I can't believe people microdose this shit. And I was like, yeah, well, we overdosed this shit. So that explains why you can't believe that right now. <laughs> we haven't done that yet. And I said, I say yet because we came Unfortunately, we came from the era of um, Nancy Reagan saying, just say no. And, uh, and this is your your brain. This is your brain on pot. It was a Friday getting the egg. Or just on Friday. drugs and they do that. Oh, yeah. Drugs. And then if you were a social marijuana user, you literally are the reason. I think his name was Nikki. It was an Italian last name. And I thought, oh, my God, I helped kill that guy. And I watched the movie. I think he was buried alive after he was beaten. And I'm like, oh, my God, I should never do that. And then we became nurses. And because it was illegal, oh, my God, I didn't smoke after that in the 80s. And um, cocaine, though, was, you know, hard to detect. I don't think people were detecting that at the time. Cocaine, for me, was the best 
ADD medicine I had ever snorted, ever. Like that was calming. I did very well in school and I wasn't chatty on cocaine. Cocaine was my medicine, but you know. Well, and, and I'm, I'm diagnosed as ADHD. Uh, whereas, uh, I think my girlfriend is ADD because she's not hyper. I'm the one that's like, Oh, you know, talk, you know, like, like talk about this, talk about this. And she's like, I have not finished my fucking coffee. Like, you need to just chill. And I'll be like, all right, sorry. <laughs> um, but when like, I'm on cocaine, like, I know I I've seen people do cocaine and be up for hours. And I, the kind of person who I can like do a line and I can go to bed. I'm like, all right, well, you know, time for bed, get all cozy. And people are like, how do you do that? I'm like, cause I was prescribed Adderall since I was eight. Right. So it's like this whole, which I actually think I like cocaine more than I like Adderall because Adderall makes me more tense. It's I've all that stuff. Ritalin and Dexedrine and out of, I, and I only did cocaine a few times because it actually, it made me calm, attentive and focused, but it did interrupt my sleep. But it was a much better treatment. I agree. And we're talking the cocaine <clears throat> up from that. Was it a Johnny Depp movie? Yep. Whatever that big shot did. Because the cocaine today is cut a lot. And yeah. I oh, my God. Fentanyl and everything. But, yeah, I preferred cocaine. And, you know, cocaine was in the Coca-Cola. Yeah. Hospitals. And in the hospitals. When Jane was working medicine, it was right there, uncounted, right? Um, no, that was no. morphine. No, everything's counted. <laughs> oh, that was morphine. That was <laughs> yeah, no big deal. It's just a, one of the most addictive opiates. <laughs> there was a lot of trust. There was a lot more trust. We weren't looking, people weren't looking at nurses as addicts. And nowadays, if one thing is missing, everybody's an addict and all that stuff. But And it's too bad that the few people that needed help and stole it or took it, you know, it's now it's really hard. By the time the patient gets their medicine, it's a lot up and individually wrapped in a little oh my god by the time they get it maybe i hope they're still alive <laughs> well and i'll say i'll say this so with so i'm prescribed 30 milligrams of adderall which i'm supposed to take every single day but if i take that my jaws clenched and i feel like a robot i don't eat i don't do anything where if i do like cocaine like not the same thing. Like I have to do a lot to be clenching my jaw or doing anything like that. Um, so I would take like a quarter of a, of a 30 milligram Adderall. And my doctor was like, does that work? I'm like, that is an enjoyable. I still feel like myself. I don't feel shut down. I feel it's like a world of difference. Yep. Um, now there's a bunch of other things out there for like what, you know, like that you can just order on Amazon or wherever, like the alpha brain that I know Joe Rogan talks about a lot and things like that. Have you guys looked into that at all? Or tell you when I was in school, Jane was a nurse first. She was extremely intelligent. She retained information. I was so sad. So I went and took um, something called choline and the side effect uh, was you could possibly smell like fish. So I had had made sure those two girlfriends I had one who had the dealer boyfriend. I was so lucky uncut. And that's why we enjoyed it because it wasn't cut with everything. Anyway, I took choline and not only it took a while, like I take it for a whole month at least, but continue to take it. I not only had the correct answers, I saw the page it was on in my mind. So there are, and that's the precursor to acetylcholine, which goes away during Alzheimer's, which by the way, THC, 
blocks the amyloid plaque from building up. I mean, are you kidding? And they took it away from us for how many years? And our father died of it. But I think Jane took something different in college. I did. I took, it wasn't until I was getting my master's degree and I knew I want, I needed to take something. And I, I didn't even consider the stimulants. I'm not even sure why, but I, um, I read that, um, ginkgo biloba and, you know, I was kind of into more natural things. Ginkgo is uh, a tree and it, and you had to take it for three months consistently before you wanted to notice something. That's why I didn't. And do it. I mean, I had, I was very organized. I had outlines. I mean, I, I did so well. I could read articles. Yeah. And, um, the reading, you could read, you know, you could retain the, co- I mean, I've always been able to read, but to retain content, you know, I would read, I remember being in fourth grade and I read the whole page of whatever book we were supposed to read. And I thought, you know, I know I'm considered smart here, but I haven't a clue of what I just read. And I graduated high school and I've never read a book. None of those things that are now banned in some places. You're supposed to read Catcher in the Rye or Mice and Men. I never read any of them. I, oh, co- I couldn't. Young girls liked Gregory Peck. Oh, I th- he looked like he was a molester oh, yeah, to, to me when I was little. Never, oh, no, no. never read a book. But I, we were never identified as ADHD. You, ne- you didn't even go after the little boy Johnny running around in the back of the class Peeing. Uh, nobody, nobody at really, time. at least where we grew up, nobody did ADD. They didn't even identify. Plus, it. I believe that ADD is probably a trauma symptom, although you think you had a wonderful upbringing. <laughs> no, I do. But I also am aware that there were probably so many issues. But at the same time, like with, um, so I was prescribed Adderall at the age of eight, which, well, different forms of it. So yep. I think the biggest thing is being reliant on that every day. Like they want me to take this so that I can be how they want me to be. Right. And that was the biggest yeah. thing. Like, like I, it took me a while to like, now I take it when I want to get a bunch of shit done. I don't take it when, like, I don't take it every day. I mean, it's a stimulant. It's literally a derivative of meth. Like it doesn't, like I can take it and it'll, it, I don't need a month for it to start working. It's not like an antidepressant or anything like that. Um, it takes like 30 minutes to get in. It's perfect. Um, so I'll, um, but I used to like have to take it every day to be like, well, this is how they want me. And I would freak out if I didn't take it for school and I would be like, well, I'm not getting anything done today. Um, but they were like, he's talkative in class. He's all this stuff. I'm like, I'm, I was also eight though, you know, like right. to some extent, like there might've been some other different thing that wasn't going to. And the come down from it when you're, you know, taking it from eight is like the withdrawal factor when I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So I just like it took me probably like two weeks to like stop feeling like depressed, anxious and need it. I got very depressed as a not so much. Well, Ritalin made me angry and I had a slight twitch and um, Adderall. I mean, I would be out with friends and this, my, my girlfriend would say, Jane, what's wrong with you? And I'd be zoning out like I had drank maybe six drinks. I, it was a weird come down. I didn't like it at all. Actually. Yeah, like that eighth hour is just like, you're like, it's sure. quiet. And uh, my girlfriend had a friend come in and it was on a Friday and I had taken it because I was getting my HubSpot certification for other you know jobs that I do. And it was... Uh, she was like, what is wrong with you? Like, do you really hate her that much? And I go, I don't hate her at all. I really like her. I think she's great. 
And she goes, what is wrong with you? I was like, I can't snap out of it. It's just the come down of this. Oh, like I was like, I'm really trying my best right now to be like the fun person, you know, but like I, I like can't. Right. So it was, it was very hard for, you know, and then once she realized that I was like, and like, she'll always be like, every time I, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's just like, I took it today, you know? So I have to wait for it to get out of my system. And then that next morning is even rougher. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's so many people that I feel like turn to it immediately. Whereas honestly, I got more done when I was, I would take like a little pinch of mushrooms in the morning or something like that. Um, or even like the, like mud water. Have you guys heard about that? I have, I, but we haven't. Um, yeah, she has. We, we haven't put our hands in our pocket yet. It's like a mushroom coffee. Oh, well, yeah, it's like mushroom coffee, so derivatives. The documentary, did you see it? Fantastic Mushrooms? Or no, fun? I haven't. No, Fantastic Fungi. Fungi, fungi maybe. Oh, okay. Is that on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, it's a wonderful. It has a psychiatrist went to tears when he knew that mushrooms helped with people and then they knew it worked, but it wouldn't allow you for the money because it's natural and the stuff. And um, yeah, he cried and said they took it away for all those years. And that's what they did because LSD, um, you know, Down syndrome was very popular when we were younger. Where'd that go? It's, you it's, know? It wasn't popular. We, you saw it. You saw it more yeah. prevalent. And LSD was working very well with um, downs and uh, mentally challenged, however you want to say it these days, have a cousin of ours, our age. And uh, when we were younger, she was retarded. And that's, you know, that was the terminology. And the terminology in psychiatry, like say somebody wanted to go for disability and you have to describe their, the way they walk. Well, uh, the normal word in psychiatry is psychomotor retardation. It's not psychomotor challenged. <laughs> you know, when the when everything starts to change, it's like, wow, give me a break. People can't even get my name right because I'm the second twin. They say Joanne. Um, well, Joan's not a very popular name right now. And I what guess. we've found in the yeah. past few years is a lot of younger people. And I, I think it's because when my son was in school, they, they wanted kids to start reading and don't pay attention to the way things are spelled. Just see how, it, how it's stated, how it's pro pronounced in your head. So J-O-N-E would be Joan, but J-O-A-N, there's a lot of people that are like Joan. On Joan. So the DMV at you know? Ikea on the phone. No yeah. one says Joan. Ever now. Yeah. Plus, so it's not a popular If I were offended, you know, I could be a bitch, but, you know, I don't know why people get so offended. Yeah. The person's not purposely calling me the wrong name because now I say, oh, I pronounce it Joan. And then they apologize. <laughs> so I had to stop saying that because I was being a bitch, I guess. So anyway, trauma really uh, manifests in all different ways. And people think we were on a podcast the other day and I went, oh, people are going to think Vietnam veterans and rape victims are traumatic traumas neglect, you know, being made fun of, humiliate. Hitler was humiliated every day and beaten. People who love corporal punishment more than a spanking because, you know, spanking on a diaper, I really, it's okay. Um, it's a quick, <laughs> it's a quick fix. You know, discipline is teaching. Okay. But that's a lot. Don't give anyone a living wage and they're not in the home anymore. So who's not teaching in the children? Not in Connecticut. Who's teaching I think the children? A stranger. Discipline is incarceration. In yeah. They're on the phone. <laughs> on the phone. Yeah, the kids here. But anyway, <laughs> neglect, latchkey kids. A lot of that is trauma. And if you viewed it as trauma and your body reacted to it as trauma, then you're going to get the symptoms, unfortunately, because it's physical. 
Okay. Sorry. No, Gosh. you're good. That was that was awesome. Um, <laughs> so uh, bringing it back to trauma um, and the different forms of trauma that aren't necessarily seen as trauma by the public. I think there's a lot of things now that are seen as trauma more. Like it's more openly where like in, you know, like the 40s, 50s, 60s, it was like trauma. What's trauma? You know, like, did you go to war? You don't have trauma. <laughs> and it, it's like, other than that, like now you have, you know, rape, uh, war, little so, things like school, like bullying, uh, yeah. you know, eating disorders, those things in the, well, I mean, eating disorders are probably result of trauma, but yeah. And things like that. So what are the ones that don't uh, you don't hear of, but are, you know, kind of fly under the radar? OK, I, I really believe this, especially with the substance abuse population, um, <clears throat> something you need to forget. So something you saw that was so upsetting or something you, that was done to you. Yeah. But I want to say that for the people who don't think they have it, you might have seen something. And that thing you might have seen, because people unfortunately kept telling me, and I'm thinking, no, 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 you think of that. You don't have to lay all that shit on me. I don't want to go home going, are you kidding? He, he saw that, then I have it. Well, one of them is a cat. And you know what? A lot of cruelty to animals. You're not supposed to do that ever, and especially not in front of a child. Like, what are you thinking? And I, a man, I want to say this, a man back when we were younger in the 60s said on television, why should I be arrested for raping my daughters after all it doesn't it's not that it affects them i'm sorry in my office people who were molested are in the offices they're in the office because somebody um raped them once at age five and they don't ever tell anybody they've never told anybody this and you know unfortunately the body remembers and you're going to come out looking like a fuck nut like myself included screaming at people for no reason. And I want to say the opposite is Jane. And she doesn't ever scream, so she always looks well adjusted. No, no, every once in a while. I'm really calm until I'm not, and it just so happens that I don't, you know, nothing. I, I, I think my idol is like a Buddhist monk. And so I'm trying to not be bothered by anything. I'm, I'm working on letting things be like the reality that shows itself to me. And I'm trying to be positive because I was super, super negative. Glass was empty all the time. I found flaws in everything. Everything. She did. I did. <laughs> but the funniest part was with twins. You know, I'm the fat one. Um, I'm the calm one, right? She's the funny one. She and was fat, calm, and smart. And, and they said, oh, yeah, Joan, you make us laugh. Thanks. But those qualities are not um, in vogue when we were growing up. Definitely in the matter. 70s, they wanted a dumb blonde yeah that shorter knew, we were tall to, we were you know yeah. when, when we made that i think you're you know we were at the end of the line all the time with the, the one tall boy you know that <laughs> yeah but anyway i didn't think i had ptsd is the the point how could i have ptsd because joan had if she had the violent crimes um against her but the funny part in my head was i didn't admit this to people is i had flashbacks and I used to think, huh, I have flashbacks, but even I wouldn't label myself as PTSD until she said she was going to go for medical marijuana. And then I thought, my God, she's going to sleep because I believe yeah, that chronic insomnia mm -hmm. 
I do too. It's some kind, you know, there's patients that have been, you know, their first all nighter was age five and they actually aren't bipolar. You know, it's really weird. And, um, it, chronic insomnia seems to be some type of trauma and you just will not go to sleep. Um, it, yeah, yeah, whatever. So anyway, I didn't think I could be it. And so I don't mean neglectful parents either. You're feeling this way. So I don't, I wish people would realize that there's so many different forms. So when you're being labeled with a psychiatric illness, you know, the, when we were working in the early eighties, we were privileged to see doctors exploring trauma to the extent that is not explored today. I mean, it just isn't. And it was so intense back then that we just read that in the 1950s, the DSM, which is the Psychiatric Bible of Diagnosing with Symptoms, the diagnosis said, including schizophrenia, human reaction to trauma or stress. Trauma. Yeah. And then these doctors that we thought were like God, I thought they were like oh, God. Yeah. We the were, way they spoke and the way yeah. they are. I mean, what? It was amazing. And they all they did was explore trauma. And I, that was interesting. So now I get it because in the 60s, they took that out of the DSM and we all fell for I'm mm -hmm. messed up. I'm abnormal. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with me? And we feel so much more isolated. And that wasn't very nice to do. You know, and it was all to biological us. and, you know, certain diagnoses are going to run in families. But the funny part is of that, yeah, is that everything runs in families because there's two, uh, there's a sperm and an egg from two different people with DNA in both. And they combine and make a human. Yeah. And there Jack. you have, you just passed on <laughs> everything jack see right? you passed you on anxiety on. you passed on depression i passed on depression to yes. my poor son oh my goodness oh you pass along anger you you it's incredible it's and everyone will be like eh, please it's a chemical imbalance you know, good luck you pass on it. whether you have an extreme like or dislike to cilantro oh right and we, we found had that out. one of those 23 and me or one of those things done and I went back to read it and it says you are highly likely to have an actually a, an aversion to cilantro. How funny is that? And we do. And we oh, do. So I actually noticed that um in my it's not in me. I don't know I'm perfect. Um <laughs> <laughs> hey, so is our sister Lori. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because you can be like, I noticed this and this person, this person, this person, this person. You're like, but me, no, I don't have it. Um <laughs> When it's uh, when it's with uh, my my girlfriend and her father, They're, so she's Greek and she um, we were eating at um, an Indian restaurant two weeks ago, and she goes, "There's nutmeg in this. I can't eat nutmeg." Oh. And then I we were with her father, uh, and her father was like, "Oh, now now I don't like nutmeg, so I don't want to bite of that." And I was like, "Okay, so I see that." And then they also like weird about onions. Uh, and I was like, but then he's weird about onion and I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like literally everything that he's like, no. And it's the exact same problem that she has with it. So, um, where I'm like, I don't, I'll take a bite of it. I don't, I don't mind nutmeg, you know, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's just like those like things. So when you said that, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that it's like, a like passing it down, like almost like the trauma thing. Um, Works the opposite where, um, for example, our mother had poor, bad kidneys when she was pregnant. So it was um, highly likely that I was the stronger twin, that I would send healthy kidney DNA over to my mom because of this thing. Like we are, 
it's almost like we're all programmed to keep the race going and every species is going to do this protective thing. So the best part, Isn't that I, weird? what I was so much fun. I did not like my pregnancy at all. Okay. I was one of the unhappiest pregnant people I was spoken to at work. I was nine months pregnant and my girlfriend at work had to pull me aside and say, Jane, you've got to Just, stop mm-hmm. moaning and sighing. I, you know, <laughs> plus I was huge and I was uncomfortable, but, and, and, and he was born in the summer. So anyway, but what I want to say is I was less than six months pregnant and I was able to read a book yeah. for fun yeah. with no ADD symptoms whatsoever. It was amazing. And of course, after I gave birth, that changed. But um, I am so interested in that exchange of DNA, the passing on of DNA. It's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to trauma, what role do you guys think that like organized religion plays? Do you guys think that that plays anything into it, like being raised in a religious household versus a non-religious household? Does. Well, extremes of anything seem to be adverse um, because we've had extremely religious where that didn't go well and the the person has a psychotic disorder all the way to a very extreme, you know, the 60s flower child, as they say. Actually, that ended up in psychosis, too, in my experience. You know, extreme discipline, extreme anything. Because what happened was, say that they're, the people eventually get a diagnosis of PTSD, because, of course, at first you start with the least one that an insurance company would then be prejudiced against you later. It's it's horrible. When we got in trouble, do you know what a DEA or a state-controlled substance agent said? Please don't tell me that you ever prescribed according to an insurance company. Lady, what life are you even She's living not on in? Planet, I guess. It is totally dictated by the insurance company because otherwise the patient's paying cash. At least and there aren't many people that can afford lots, of whatever. Anyway, I can believe she said that. But the word, I was blown away. Like I understood all the traumatic things that were physical and some of the emotional hor- horrific head games. This was the one I was surprised at. And then I had to think, gee, did our parents ever say this? The word that was so upsetting was I'm disappointed in you because the person never, they constantly wanted that approval eventually. And I think the parent forgot to say, I'm so proud of you. Maybe it's pathetic how we as human beings, and I guess we're animals, but we're so much less than in the jungle because we have this thing where we need emotional approval and to get better from PTSD, unfortunately, is we actually need to be validated. <laughs> you need you need a bit you of a community it. and without, you know, we have a breakdown. It's embarrassing of extreme, though, extreme yes. poverty. Yes. The worst thing, uh, the scenario I have go. ever heard in my entire career, mm-hmm. the extreme poverty that a family went through and you know unless you are in the situation you don't know what you would do because i don't i'd like to sit here on my high white horse and say i would never do that extreme poverty the little girl was eight years old when she was being sold for sex in this community to the point where she got pregnant and at eight you don't know this and the parents i guess thought she was just gaining weight because you don't have you don't get your menses yet at that right so another nurse from a third world country had to tell us 
Why? Um, yeah, the more um, I didn't know this. The more uh, the more a penis enters a vagina, um, and and um, because of evolution and the wanting to keep the race ejaculates, going. Um, that body is going to start cooperating faster than if she wasn't being raped. Yeah, isn't that because awful? Of what it's, we were talking uh, about? You know, the the survival of these races and an, the animal kingdom. So that's how I, I got an education on, on an extreme poverty. And in our country, Joan has statistics. We're very on it. comfortable with, I think it's 25% of children starving. We, we, throughout the, I, I, one of my exes is, has three degrees from Yale and he throws the statistics at us every morning during coffee. Mm-hmm. Virtually though, not, yeah. not really. We can't live together anymore. My goodness. It's like living. <laughs> It's so much fun. It you, is. You hang up on him when you don't want him around, and He's then you wonderful. call him up when you need to know something. Brain, he just retains everything. Anything shit is interesting, so he wonderful. retains it all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're very comfortable with that. We won't give human beings. We will not give the systemic laws. We won't give them up because we're, what are we all afraid we'll get less? Oh my God! So there's people living. A lot of my clients didn't have a checkbook. They didn't have a savings. They couldn't even buy our book. We gave away thousands of our book. We bought them at a a discounted price ourselves and said to people here, get better. Just read the book because people were coming back laughing so hard. One girl texted me and said, fuck you. I'm not going to kill myself tonight. And it was just because she laughed so hard and a therapist coming out with their mental illness made her feel like she wasn't a loser. It gave people horrible. It gave people, we didn't even realize it. And it was very uh, big in like the substance abuse community where they would open it. It's like a 40 page book. So they would open it in any, anywhere every morning and kind of read what it was. And they said that it was what they needed to hear that morning. So our trauma, totally opposite. My trauma ended up being similar. And I found this out through my work. Uh, My trauma was similar to male incarcerated individuals for more than three years, under three years, they acted more like Jane and um, Jane's was more like solitary confinement. So, cause that's how we were thrusted into life. The incubators, separate incubators. Never I was met. supposed to go home early and never met our mother. That, they oh. wonder why we don't want to cuddle. Get away from me. You know, I was in a glass four by four, you know, hello, with a light. And and this is <laughs> this is before nurses in the 70s demanded that parents um, are able to touch their babies. So we were, this is in the 60s and incubators, you know, the only people that touched us were the people that had to either take our blood pressure, give us a needle, rectal, rectal thermometers, so. rectal glass thermometer. Oh yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. At least what, three times a day at yeah. least, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that rectal thermometer is pretty much before my time. The only time that they would use it was, um, I mean, I guess maybe I I think they had to use it like once or twice when I was really little. Uh, But other than that, I've never been around it. And my mom was always like, don't use that one. (laughs) And I'd be like, why? She's like, you're going to need to brush your teeth if you use it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just, okay, so. Thank you guys so much for coming on and give a quick shout out, like where they can find everything. Uh, I know it's the therapy twins.com, right? Lose the, the, like that Facebook guy. Okay. Therapy twins.com at therapy twins. They find all our handles. But the thing about the book is it's free. 
It's going to stay free. It's a Kindle. It's a Kindle ebook, the paper book. We don't know how to upload it yet, but her son is helping us. It'll be up shortly. It's free and it's amazon.uk because we had more podcasts in the United Kingdom. So we chose that for country, not country. We we were getting, they were getting more downloads, et cetera. So it's called (laughs) Under the Hood. Oh, I forgot to say the title. Under the Hood, how we hotwired our brains, calm to the fuck down and let that shit go. I think that's an awesome title, by the way. When I saw that on your uh, matchmaker profile, I was like, that is a killer profile or a killer title for a book. Um, so therapytwins.com, you can book them on a podcast. You can uh, reach out. You can get their book. Uh, you guys have a word search I saw that's featured on it also. That book too. Uh, we are co-authors. We we get one chapter. It's these ladies and, and they had several... Yoga for the brain. And um, our chapter was, if you don't like what your mind is saying, ask your heart. And it actually helps. So if you guys want to find them, therapytwins.com and at therapytwins on all handles or on social social media. Thank you guys so much, uh, Joan, Jane. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you guys cracked me out the entire time. And uh, you guys gave me a lot more insight. And like you said, two different points of view. Uh, you know, different Likewise. angles at least. Likewise, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it was great talking to you guys, and uh, we'll keep in touch, and I'll let you know when the episode's released. Yes. Thank Wonderful. You. All right. Thank you. Thank you.